Coming at you from Title One Studios, I'm Steph Scholl here with the Silver Dollar Man. And who's the Silver Dollar Man? Why, me of course, Scott Stevenson. All you real estate agents out there, the Utah housing market can feel like a rat race at times. You guys are constantly having to adapt and change. And here at Nominations, how do you separate yourself from the pack? This is a weekly dose to help you with that. All you real estate agents out there, have you ever had a deal that everything is going great until the home inspection comes and you find out that the house is a meth house? This little granny's house that you thought (laughs) no way would be a meth house has meth. Here, we are so happy today here at Nominations to have Ann Atkin from Meth Mob, a good friend awesome. from years past. This is the Silver Dollar Man, Scott Stevenson, here with my co-host, uh, Steph Scholl, and we'll be talking to Ann today about that problem, meth. So, Ann, how did you get into the meth business? <laughs> right? I, that's the loaded question of the day right there. It, it's kind of interesting because I get asked that often. I didn't even know meth existed six years ago, right? Other than what I see on TV, Rio yeah. Grande. Yeah. Um, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. I finally watched my first episode of Breaking <laughs> Bad. So now I know, you know. What it's all about. Yeah. One one day when it's cold and miserable and, and because of COVID, we can't do anything but watch TV. I'm not there yet. But um, then maybe I'll get some more episodes in. But uh, I, I was partners in a commercial cleaning business and... I was talking to another business owner and he's like, you ought to buy my meth company. And I'm like, huh? And, and he had a meth decontamination company. And I'm like, well, that's an interesting sideline to commercial. Let me do a little research. And the more research I did, the more I went, holy smokes, there is more meth houses in Utah than dirty houses in Utah. <laughs> Cause we just do so much of it here. And so I did a lot of research on it, went back to them and um, asked them how much they wanted for their company. And they wanted more than I wanted to pay. And my banker's <laughs> like, oh, and you got this. You're a go-getter. Do it up. So I started Meth Mob. And, and that was I my, love the name, by the way. Thank you. My Absolutely grandson came up name. with oh, that. Oh, he came up with it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and um, it's been really catchy because it's a tough one to advertise. I mean, it's almost like Title One. You got you guys' hands are tied, right? You can't advertise anything. I'll say yeah. Title One all day long, and, <laughs> yeah. and use Title One. We're kind of the same. We can't logo any of our trucks or equipment because uh. nobody wants meth mob in the neighborhood. Uh. And and so it was like, how do we market and brand ourselves? And so it ended up being a catchy name, and so hopefully it's something people can remember because it doesn't come up that often. But when it does. You need somebody. So we want to be that that somebody. Well, you know, Ann, I've heard, uh, you know, I've been in a few classes of yours, and you have so much. This is a very interesting subject. So much inf- information out there. So share with our listeners a little bit about uh, the use of meth in Utah. I mean, specific to our market, I think people would be surprised as to how and where uh, meth can be found. So give us just a little bit of a background of that. I know you could probably talk about that for an hour. Oh, I could. I could. In Utah specific, because we put a lot of laws into place, we don't have labs where the cookie, you know, we don't have Breaking Bad in Utah. But I think people think that when they get a positive meth test back in their home inspection, 
it's a meltdown. Everybody's going, holy crap, how do, how do we miss the lab in the deal? Mm-hmm. And, and it really is smoking. It's, it's meth use that's contaminating our houses. And I think for the most part in a real estate transaction, people aren't really doing the mental gymnastics backwards going, who have I had in my house? Who have I helped out over the past couple decades? Get on the wagon. And we're a very giving, loving state that takes care of each other and our family. And so you, you mentioned grandma, grandpa houses are hotbeds. I, I have kind of three top three signs that I, that I talk about. And, and they're just high odds in my company for needing decontamination. It doesn't mean every grandma and grandpa houses. And why would it be grandpa and grandma? Oh my gosh, they have so much room. They're, they're loving, they're giving, like my house. I hate to admit it, but I'm a grandma, but I've been one for a while now. <laughs> I'm going to get there one of these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, you will. <laughs> and it's awesome. <laughs> it, it way beats being a parent because you don't have to homeschool with COVID. You go, oh, bring them over. I'll sugar them up, feed them dinner, and send them home. But, um, so as a grandparent compared to my house, I've lived in my house 31 years. It's six-bedroom, three-bath. It wasn't big enough raising all my kids. Now I got one's the meth mob office, one's a grandkids playroom, one's the guest room. But I also have a granddaughter living with me going to school, right? So it's really easy for grandparents to go, come on, I'll help you. When mom and dad and brothers and sisters and family and friends have kicked you out and you have nowhere else to go, they're always a good resort. And they've got room, they're loving, they're trusting, and... If you'll just bring up my laundry from the basement because my bad knees or my bad hips, it, it it's like the perfect match, which is horrid because grandparents get to still keep taken care of. But every week I'm, I'm dealing with houses that, I, in fact, I would say the majority of the houses that we decontaminate, it's not the homeowners. They've helped somebody out. They've been kind with somebody and... And these people are trying. Somebody's got to help, right? I don't want us to stop being that caring culture that we are, because we really are. But but their grandma grandpas are hotbeds because they have room, and and the opportunities there, and they're trusting. Yeah, and they have no idea that maybe their grandchild or friend of their grandchild has right. come over and is right. using meth in right. in their house. Yeah, and they might not even know it. And and so the and. In regards to that, one thing that I thought was interesting when I've heard you talk about meth is that how long it stays in the house and how right. and, and where it's found. So yeah. could you enlighten us a little bit with that? Sure, um, sure. You know? So the, the chemical makeup of meth, it's like a, a crystal. It's manufactured into a crystal. So imagine a piece of salt. How long is it going to take for a piece of salt to off-gas? And meth is the same. It's a crystal. So the, the health department says the half-life of meth is over 100 years. So for all intents and purposes in our real estate careers, it's going to be there. So if, if a house was smoked in 10 years ago, and the walls can get washed over time and painted and floors get cleaned and carpets get replaced... In, in most of our houses in Utah, certainly along the Wasatch Front, but most of our houses are that forced air furnace system where the cold air returns, sucks it in, sends it to the furnace, which heats it up, kindly sends it throughout the house. So um, you can have one hot room. In fact, we don't often pre-test houses, all the rooms 
individually but sometimes we do because somebody will think oh no it's not anywhere but here so we'll do some pre-test but we're, we're doing a house right now where we've pre-tested every room some of the rooms are under the legal limit some are a couple times over the legal limit one room is 85 times over the limit Whoa. so you know that room yeah. where yeah. that person has been smoking it and then how it can contaminate the rest of the house so that that furnace system's kind of the tattletale it's in the house somewhere but you don't always know what's the hot room what's the not so hot room that takes testing so what do you feel like real estate agents don't know about meth like with like the transactions what what's your wisdom that could help them with their that deals is, with their clients that's a great great question because I, I think there's two different factions of it one of them i'm out there trying to make a difference every day and that's with ce classes so i've got a core ce class which helps the real estate agents understand test every house every time i'm a mm. fanatic about i don't care if meth mob decontaminated it two weeks ago test every house every time because the number one user of meth in utah is a white mom and the number two user is a construction worker so it's like, what house hasn't had those two in it? Yeah. Just test every house every time. But that's surprising, I think. Most people wouldn't believe, wouldn't know that. Right. And might not even believe it. And, and if they're anything like me, five years ago, I thought meth was Rio Grande, what I see on TV. Mm -hmm. But the health department tells me for every person on Rio Grande, there's 20 contaminated houses in their wake. Man. The people just don't necessarily know it. So there's, there's two factions that I see. One is that agents just don't understand how many meth houses there are out there and and I think that's by far the majority of it is when we think of meth houses we probably think of nasty hoarder yeah. cat house mm -hmm. and and by far the majority of my work is on the nice part of town in beautiful houses it is a working person's drug and then there's a second but smaller faction in there that there's some agents that flat out don't want to test because it's hard on a real estate transaction. Mm -hmm. It is. And, and in our market where there's a shortage of houses, you don't want your buyer bailing out on the deal. You don't want anything to cause it to go south. And, and I want every deal to stay together. I don't want agents to be afraid of a positive meth test because at the end of the day, when, when that buyer, if they're buying today and a meth test isn't done, when they go to sell it in five years or seven years and they call up that agent and go, hey, I'm ready to sell this house now. I'm ready for a bigger, badder one. Well, I shouldn't say badder, probably. A, a, <laughs> a, a different house. Mm -hmm. and, and they call up that same agent. Odds are the buyer's agent's going to do a meth test and then they're going to find it in the house and that person will have bought a problem house that now they're stuck with the bill. And literally, I had that happen. I decontaminate houses. In fact, we've got two this week. That is that. The person bought the house, didn't do a meth test, didn't really know about it. But they bought a problem, and now they're, they're caught with it, with their home inspection from their purchaser, and they're paying the bill. So from a, from a, a real estate agent standpoint, I think it's wise to test the house to protect your buyer. Yeah, and that would seem logical because the buyer is the one who's now moving into that home. Yeah. And uh, if you were representing them, 
they may, if you didn't talk to them about having a meth test, they may five years from now, could they sue you over not I recommending I don't think they could because there's too many forms that a client signs in closing. You know, the buy, it's on buyer disclosures. It's mm-hmm. on seller disclosures. There's, there, I think it would be really tough unless that agent absolutely knew about it and, then didn't. and ignored it. Yeah. Because an agent absolutely has an obligation to disclose to fellow realtors. Mm-hmm. They have to put it on MLS if they know that. That house has meth in it that's tested over the standard. Even from a home inspector. If, if there's a test that's positive, that realtor has to disclose to fellow realtors until it is cleared with a certified decontamination mm-hmm. specialist. And so sometimes it's just a lack of knowledge. They bring in another home inspector to not find it and get a negative test, that doesn't clear a house. The only people that can clear a house are certified decontamination specialists. Did that answer that question yeah. okay? Sure, yeah. To follow up with that, I think that a lot of times, anytime that a topic isn't talked about, it's because people don't have the resource or the dialogue to really communicate about that. So like meth, buyers hear that and they're like, ah, you know. My stigma. But, yeah. but yeah. since you're in this industry and you know you see it all the time, so it's not this big scary thing because right. you can have decontamination. What's a dialogue that that agents can have with their clients to talk about, hey, like this is why I suggest testing, or if it is positive to talk about, hey, this is what happens, the house once it's cleared, all that. I I think that, again, probably two things. It's kind of a two-parter. The more we talk about it, the less it becomes this big high-tension word too. What I find in a real estate transaction, at the end of the day, the buyer knows where it comes from. After all the dust has settled and they aren't freaked out by it, but a positive meth test from a home inspector just raises red flags all over with everybody. The buyers, the sellers, the the buyer doesn't want to buy the Breaking Bad house in the neighborhood Mm -hmm. and the seller's going, I would know if Breaking Bad were in my basement, there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think that's first instinct. After all the dust has settled, the buyer generally does that mental gymnastics backwards and, and a lot of times it's, oh, my spouse, who I divorced 10 years ago, the gift that keeps on giving. Mm. My kid, the gift that keeps on giving five years ago. My Aunt Linda, who came out and visited me last year to see the national parks, and I knew she was a little bit wild, but I didn't know she was wrecking my house. So for the most part, people don't know that meth use is contaminating their house. They don't even think about it. And it's not their job to in a real estate transaction. I think it's the the realtor's job to to encourage their buyer to do a meth test. It's a buyer beware state. And it's not that expensive, is it? Just to do the original test. Well, expensive is all relative, right? Well, uh, it's not that expensive <laughs> to do a closing too, but everybody wants to. That's right. Wants to keep it out. Right. Keep so, it low. so I think. Nook and Cranny does a lot of meth tests, and they're a statewide company, so we deal with them a lot because we're a statewide company. And so when you do it with the home inspection, I would assume they're right in that $125 range on top of the home inspection. So by the time they do a home inspection, meth, mold, radon, sewer line, a buyer can feel pretty beat up. And then if they walk away from that first home, and you're asking them to drop another six, $700 for all these tests, it might not feel so not expensive. Mm-hmm. But 
having said that, so that's this side of the equation. On this side of the equation, I go $125 is nothing to find out you've got meth in the house. You can still purchase that house. We can still clean it up, decontaminate it, test it, make sure it's good. And then when you go to sell it in five years, seven years, 10 years, you haven't bought a problem that now you're getting stuck with the bill. Because the seller often will have to take care of. Right. The, the and it's kind of the law of the jungle. It's mm -hmm. not the law that the seller has to pay for it, but the seller has to resolve it one way, whether they disclose, which means every investor is going to come in and lowball them, mm -hmm. or nobody's going to want to see the house because they don't want to go to a meth mm -hmm. house, or they handle it for that buyer. The transaction stays intact. And, you know, on a full decon, the new buyer can pick out the new carpet. So mm -hmm. they actually have a better house than the one that they put their offer in on. In so many ways, it ends up being a better house for them. And then they haven't bought a problem. And here's something that I think would be important for the, the real estate community to understand is that if a house is discovered to have some meth problems and it's decontaminated, it's decontaminated. Now right. that house is fresh, clean. Yeah. It really is clean. Not only in that. In other words, they shouldn't have a problem buying the house at that point. It's not like you still have residue. It's really Absolutely. decontaminated. Yeah, right? it's handled, and then it falls under stigmatized property. Once you've handled it with certified decontamination specialist in the health department, now it falls under stigmatized property. So let's say I buy a house today, I get it under contract, find out it has meth, meth mob comes in, decontaminates it, it's all cleared with the health department. When I go to put that house on the market in a year, five years, on the seller disclosures where it says, are you aware of any current use, storage, or manufacturing of meth? I can put no, because it is protected under the stigmatized property. And hopefully in five years, it won't have such a high stigma to it. But guess what? Today in Utah, meth has a huge stigma to it. It's, it's heartbreaking for people to acknowledge they have a meth house. Well, when, when really what a meth house is, is my dang spouse, my dang kid, my who I'm helping, and now they're on the wagon and doing great. But some smoking went on in my house and it contaminated it. Well, and that's a lot different than what you see as like when people hear meth house, they automatically think of production yep. of, you know, a, yep. a bunch of people sitting in a room with masks on, you know, making it and producing it. Exactly. They, don't un they, they don't understand that it's it could be just somebody smoking it. We've got a house scheduled. The babysitter contaminated the house. Really? Do you have to stigmatize a house because you got a babysitter? <laughs> That's crazy. So, so it's a great thing to handle it properly. So you don't have to disclose it once it's been handled. And it's, I would put my grandkids in any house meth mob is decontaminated. I truly would. I am not afraid of our work. I don't let my teams leave a house till I put my own grandkids in there. So I'm not afraid of it, but I know all the nuances of it, mm -hmm. right? I, yeah. Sure. It, it's my world, not, not somebody else's who has never uttered the word meth. Yeah even though their kid's been in rehab. We just don't talk about it. Yeah. I think that this is very helpful, though, to see, like, because how you said, it's a $125 test. Yeah. And I think that it shows the buyer to, the, to have this communication of, 
okay, this is like why we do this inspection. You know, we're wanting to protect you and one of the, like, and to talk about how like there's so many meth houses in Utah Mm -hmm. and that is a big problem. And to figure it out then, like, I think that like when you get the whole picture, it seems like less. Right, money. like what it's you're saying. Like in doing the long a run. home inspection because yeah. it's good business. Yeah, not well. They were crappy housekeepers, yeah, yeah. and yeah. there's old stuff. Let's see how much mm-hmm. we can get off the transaction. Yeah, it's let's do a home inspection so you know your 30 day game plan, your one year game plan, your five year game plan, your 10 year game plan on the house you're going to buy. That is the purpose of a home inspection. Is you're not buying a perfect house. Nobody does. Mm-hmm. But since you don't know all the nuances of a house as a homeowner, let's get an expert in. So if, if we could make meth tests, kind of like buying car insurance, when you mm-hmm. go buy a new car, isn't your second call to your insurance agent going, put insurance on this? Yeah. And you don't want to collect on that insurance. You don't want to wreck. You don't want it stolen. You want to protect your investment. Not that a car is necessarily an investment it's a necessary evil that we all have to have yeah yeah and then all they do is depreciate when Mm -hmm. when you drive them but it's like you want to protect it and a meth test is like that for the most part most of them are going to be negative it's going to be wasted money Mm -hmm. but but for the ones where there is meth in there it's a massive savings Mm -hmm. on that person buying the house because somebody's going to get stuck with the cleanup bill. Yeah. So yeah, and as why a, buy the cleanup bill? Yeah, exactly. And as a, a former property and casualty agent for most of my life, um, that peace of mind uh, is real important. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've ever had a car that hasn't been properly insured and you know it, and you find out about it, it's almost like, oh my gosh, now now you're worrying about this. It's in the back of your mind. But but when you get proper coverage, even if nothing ever happens, mm-hmm. you've got that peace of mind yes. and safety yeah. uh, about having proper coverage in place and done the things you're Absolutely. And that's what a meth test is. It's peace of mind going, I haven't bought a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and here you talk about how it's construction workers and white moms. Like, even new construction, it makes me be like, because I'm in a contract for new construction, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get my meth test. I know other people will be like, why? It's new construction. But you don't know who's been in there. Like, I don't want my my new place that I've worked so hard for to be. That's a great point, Stephanie, because it can be in new homes. Every house, every time, before you do closing, you know, you're going to have that final walkthrough. Mm -hmm. You can do a meth test then. And, and we've decontaminated new construction. So you know how on grandma, grandpa houses, odds go up, mm-hmm. new construction odds go down, but I'm still a fan of test it so you know. Yeah. So when you go to sell it in five years, seven years, 10 years, or if you're like me, 31 years, you know, <laughs> most people aren't lifers mm-hmm. like me in a house, but when you go to sell it, you don't have to worry. Yeah. And I, if I didn't have so many clients that bought it I probably wouldn't preach that it wouldn't hurt me so bad but who knew to test five years ago Mm -hmm. seven years ago ten years ago who knew and and again there are some agents there's some areas in Utah that it's like do not do a meth test or you'll never do a home inspection for us again there are there are realtors that just don't want to mess with it and everybody's got their different business Mm -hmm. model Mm -hmm. so I'm not here to tell realtors how to do their business model but from a decontamination expert i go oh my gosh just do a meth test 
Just spend the money, knowing most of them will come back. But in fact, let me give you some stats on, yeah, on why it's important to test. So a nationwide stat is that one in 10 houses will have meth in it. That seems pretty huge. Mm-hmm. That does seem huge. Yeah. And in, and in Utah, we're top five per capita for meth use. So, so as I talk to the different home inspectors, and like I said, I, I deal with tons of home inspectors because we're in a statewide company. So depending upon which company I'm talking to, they'll tell me between one in four to one in eight of their houses are positive. It's so prevalent, but we just, we have a, in our mind what a meth house is. Instead of going, put in your mind, a meth house is any house. It's a, it could be every house. Yeah. So, Anne, here's one of my uh, a question, and and certainly, uh, you know, the the subject is very uh, important. It can be a little bit scary. If someone l- buys a a house that hasn't been tested, and later it's found out that it has meth, uh, have they found, or have there been any studies long enough to know if there's any you know, like mold, you know, you, right. know, you study mold right. and if you, you've been in a home with mold for or, or lead chip paint and right. all this stuff and there are ramifications. Do we have any data, background for the long-term consequences of living in a home that has meth? Do we know? Well, there's a couple things. So that Utah Department of Health on their website, they've got a list of what they believe third-hand meth can contribute to. So I think that there is enough evidence out there that we know third-hand meth is exact same thing as meth. It's just smaller concentrations, right? So we know the effects of first-hand meth because we can study first-hand meth people. Really, the only solid piece that I can tell you, there, the CDC did a, a, uh, a report on a family that moved into a meth house. And it was a mom, a dad, and three kids. And so I'm making a five-page report from the CDC, concise for this podcast. But they moved into a house they didn't know it had meth in. They found out it did after a bunch of them came down with some health issues. And they did meth testing. Five out of five had meth in their hair samples from moving into this house. And they've done the background, so they haven't, you know, had ADHD medicine, that type of thing. They moved out of the meth house. Within three months, four out of the five, the meth is gone. And within nine months, it's gone. But it's really hard to do duplicatable third-hand meth studies because we don't have a lot of data. They do a lot of third-hand on monkeys, and we're not. So this is my Anakin philosophy. So I'm not a doctor, but I think COVID is a great way to put out the example for most of us, we're going to get it, get over it. It's going to be fine. For some, it's deadly or dangerous, a small number that it's deadly or dangerous. And I think third-hand meth falls into that. We all come differently with our immune systems and antibodies and, and the way we operate. But it's like cancer. We all know smoking causes cancer. And we all know everybody who smokes doesn't get cancer. And we probably all know somebody who's got lung cancer that's never smoked a day in their life. So I definitely believe in the health issues. I don't believe that they will affect us all the same. I decontaminate so that I go, I don't want to have to worry about if any one of my 22 grandkids bought that house and lived in there, 
I decontaminate for that reason for the small minority that it is an issue with. Yeah. But I don't believe it treats us all the same. I don't believe it's the big bad boogeyman that that maybe some people think about meth. I believe it's an issue for sure. How big? That's the part that's that's dicey. Mm-hmm. It's like well, it's how bad's COVID? Yeah, yeah, right. Here we are in masks, and you, and you have all these different uh, opinions on yes. that. Uh, and some are one side of the scale, and others go all the way yes. to the other side of the scale. Yes, I'm and assuming meth is the same way. Yep, I think I think third-hand meth contamination, which is what we're talking about in the real estate world, I think it is all over the board. And first-hand meth, I don't think anybody dispute. It's made out of nothing but carcinogens. Yeah, you know, it's it's nasty. What what is used to concoct meth into meth? There's no disputing the health effects of that. But now we're just going. Well, how little of an amount's going to affect me, yeah. or how little of an amount's going to affect my kid? I don't, that's I don't know. How long have you been doing this now, Ian? A little over four years. Yeah. So I feel like a kindergartner. I'm almost five. <laughs> I love it though. Uh, but but in that in that four years, we have grown into one of the state's top decontamination, one of the most preferred. And and our motto has always been: it's my mission statement to be the most trusted and preferred decontamination company. That's what I want Meth Mob to be, and and I think we've grown into that. And are you in, in the entire state, or are you just across the so, Wasatch Front, or, or, or are you all over the United States? <laughs> we, I know. We, we service the entire state of Utah. We have done work out of state. Every state in the nation doesn't have a meth required meth decontamination standard. And, and I would love to get that so there's something consistent. But, but if you talk to a realtor in Washington or California or... And you talk about meth testing, they're like, huh? So it's a matter of getting the information out there. People are buying meth houses all the time. They just don't know it. So I would love to to make it bigger. I, I truly would love to be bigger than Utah, and we're migrating to that. I mean, I can do stuff in Idaho and, and Wyoming that's close. The problem is, just like I had a guy begging me in Washington, please come up, there's nobody that'll do it. I send a team up there and it costs so much money because I'm I have that lost opportunity here mm-hmm. where yeah. I can have a team in three houses to yeah. four houses in a week or one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I could. Yeah. yeah. I could go anywhere and and I and I think we're gonna get there. You're moving that direction. Well, you we sure are have a, for sure a moving you that. sure have a uh, great reputation in the industry. I know that. I've I've been around plenty. Thank and, you. We uh, want to keep it, and we want to do a great job. I truly do want to be the most trusted, mm-hmm. so people don't have to worry. Yeah. Well, and I know, Anne, you do a lot of educational classes. You offer, you mentioned you offer this uh, core CE class, which is a two-credit class. And, uh, of course, we're in COVID right now. But uh, even so, you still are willing to uh, go out among the real estate uh, community and offer your services for education, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I do. It's a core two-hour class. And I think we're doing it every quarter here at Title I, which is awesome. And it's a, it's a, 
it's not too boring of a class. It's entertaining because it's that subject nobody wants yeah. to talk about. No, it's not boring so, at all. I've, it's a fun I've been class. to it. It's a fun class. It's yeah. really interesting and and uh, yeah. educational. Definitely. Yeah, so happy Definitely to one do. of the better classes I've been to. Good. Good. Yeah. That's what I want it to be. And it's like nobody wants to talk about it. So let's get all their questions mm-hmm. answered. And, and the whole purpose of that class is how can a realtor put a couple more tools in their tool belt so when meth comes up, everybody's not melting down. They go... Sweet. It's like a water heater. Let's fight over who's going to pay for it. Yeah. Not not go, oh, great. Let's find another 20 houses to look at. Submit another multiple offer thing and hope I can find you a house. Mm-hmm. The market is tight right now in houses. And and you guys probably know that. I go, as a title yep. company, you're probably doing more refinance closings than the new house closings because it is tough. So I don't want a realtor to have to go out and show more houses. Let's keep the deal together. And the whole class is designed to help a, help a realtor have the right verbiage to talk their client off the ledge and keep the deal together so it's not scary. That's what I want. And I just feel like this has been such a good episode because I've learned a lot. I'm for sure getting my test. <laughs> you call me up, Steph. We'll because, take care of you. Because then the builder pays for it if it's like positive. Right. So why not? You right. know, like, and hopefully it won't. Yeah. But then again, but it's that peace of mind. Peace like, of it's mind. That peace of mind. That's exactly. what it is. So, and you know, uh, the name of our podcast is Nominations for a reason. Right. Because you have to be nominated to come on to this podcast. So we've enjoyed so much this time. Honestly, this has been a pleasure, really. And so we want you to nominate someone to be on our podcast. So who would that be, Ann? As an investor, you should get a hold of Trevor Thompson. Trevor Thompson. Trevor Thompson. He does a lot of investment properties, and they do the right thing with their properties, which Fabulous. is great. And, and I think he would be a great one to have on your podcast. Tune into episodes from other nominees. Head on over to nominationspodcast.com. And while you're there, if you're tired of Zoom classes, because I certainly am, come over to the Silver Dollar Academy. I've handpicked the brightest and the most dynamic instructors so those classes are not going to be a snooze fest but if you're like me and technology bothers you and you like the old-fashioned way call chris our concierge at 801-266-0606 in order to learn more about the silver dollar academy this broadcast is brought to you by title one located in sandy we are utah's leading title company in securing a house for your clients homes Thank you.